Welcome to the Brunch and Slay podcast, your weekly dose of inspiration. Well, we remember that if she can, I can, we all can. I'm your host, Amira Sane, founder of Brunch and Slay, a lifestyle brand created to inspire women to live their best lives every day. a good marketing story. I love the way brands make me want to spend my money. And I think I'm more obsessed with how they get me to do it because I'm, I'm, I like to think of myself as a kind of swift thinker, right? So I know when I'm being played, but we like to be played. That's why we like to shop, right? But when I think about marketing, sometimes there's a billion questions, especially when it comes to the world of digital marketing and how to get your brands out there. And today's guest who I have on the show, Audrea Richmond is an expert, but before you guys get to hear about her and about all things marketing and how you can use it and grow your brand and your business, I have to know, have you shared the show this week? Have you shared it with at least one person in your favorites list? That's all I ask. If you have not, then I'm going to say, girl, go ahead and answer the call, a boy. Go ahead and share and share it on whatever platform you want. If you are feeling like you were in love with whatever episode it is and you want to share it, share it and tag me at Brunch and Slay so I can give you a proper thank you. Now, back to this marketing thing, right? You guys know that marketing makes the world go round. Some of my favorite brands have the best messaging. Like I love what Sephora has done with their inclusive inclusion campaign. I don't know if you've been in one lately and seen it, but I definitely want to know what Audrea thinks about it. So help me welcome to the show, the lady who is making things happen. She is a four-time Amazon best-selling author. I'm going to pause on that. Yeah, because a lot of us got books in us, but how many of us got that, that grandness in us, right? <laughs> <laughs> and she's a serial entrepreneur. So hello, Audrea, how you doing? I'm doing fine. Thank you so much for having me. I'm like so excited about this conversation. And it's a conversation that needs to happen. And, you know, we are in 2020. I, to me, I feel like we are in a spaceship. Okay. And so the fact that we're having this conversation, I'm excited. Oh, yeah. We're going to take it to the moon, girl, in, in my Beyonce voice. Take it to the yes. stars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. You are the CMO and the CEO. You are in two very important hats. What yes. made you decide to wear them both? Because just reading that out loud makes my head hurt. So for, for starters, I feel like a lot of CEOs aren't involved in their business operations. And um, there are so many people who are teaching uh, CEOs to get out of it. Like, hey, just be the boss, run your people and go live your best life type of thing and don't get involved. And I have found that the organizations that thrive are fully involved. Like the CEOs are fully engaged with the day-to-day -day operations. They know what's going on. They don't have a hands-off uh, policy per se. And I find that the CEOs that don't want nothing to do with the marketing department or anything to do with the organization, they tend to kind of drop the ball. That's what I see, basically. I agree. I, I think it's, it's, a, it's, it's incestuous. Like your departments, you have to be incestuous, incestuous with it. You have to make sure that the right hand truly knows what the left hand is doing. You can't just say, oh, that's for the young folks. That's for those millennials. We'll get us yes. a millennial. And I see that all the times with brands, just hiring somebody to manage social media. The brand messaging is not authentic to what they say that their core values are, right? 
Right. Uh, they're not even doing anything but just posting a photo. They're not really telling a story or making it. I And, and tell me, let's go here because this is a subject I love to talk about. Yes. Lifestyle marketing. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> right? Because yeah. I truly believe it makes the world go round. And I don't yes. understand why brands don't understand it. What yeah, I think I think when you when you look at marketing and everything that we see currently in the landscape, um, I was just listening to. Do you watch Masterclass? Anyway, they have a new series on um, advertising and creativity. It is so freaking good. Um, and he was talking about how brands need have personalities, right? Like when you dive more so into like if, you know when you look at your company, right? And let's just say if your company was a human, right? Like an actual human. What kind of uh, personality would it have? What type of characteristics would it have? What would it like and don't like? And so when we look at like who we are as individuals, that's how we make buying decisions. We resonate with the brands that we love and like, and those are the brands that we spend money with. And so oftentimes when brands are like trying to get away from like having that ultimate connection, that kind of kills the deal. It kills the excitement around the brand. You don't want to talk about the brand and the brands who really get the narrative and want to be socially a part of that conversation, they win it. And it's evident when you look at the top companies that's thriving. Thank you. Why do y'all think people love Wendy's snapback so much? If one more person tells me how much they love their Twitter feed, because Wendy's this comes for people, that's because you can, as a human, relate to it, right? Right. You mm -hmm. can't just think because you have a business, you don't need a social media page because you're not, you know, most people don't just follow a business and say, hey, I love Kroger food, right? I want to follow it. But, <laughs> right? Right? Let's just no, I'm, I'm tripping because when you think about it, uh, I love Wendy's, uh, whoever's on Wendy's staff, like the, the fast food chain, like they be going in on their social yes, media and it's like yes. conversation with your friends. And that kind of goes back to what I was just saying around like the, like it, they're treating it like a person. Right. If you start looking at your brand as a person and not as some separate entity with no emotion, um, I, I guarantee you just that thought change will change the way you show up with your marketing. And look, y'all got that nugget for free right here. That, like right out the bat. That's that's one. Number one. <laughs> right. So know your brand. Treat it. Talk to your audience as if you know them. You can't just say you all and all that. Another tip. So you're talking to you. Right. Right. You're talking to me. You want me to follow you. You need to be talking to me. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, man. OK, let's talk back this thing up because I'm already in love. I'm just going to tell you now. How did you get started in marketing? What was it in your life that really piqued this interest for you? So I'm a very creative person, naturally. Um, I love my parents to death because they never told me I had a dumb idea. <laughs> and so that left me open to exploring all different types of stuff, like, you know, selling CDs and DVDs and creating senior uh, graduation invitations at school. And um, I had a photography studio in Memphis and a juicing business back in Memphis. And so I had all of these different businesses and all of these great ideas, like everybody got a great idea. But I would always hit like a plateau with every idea. I would come up with an idea, put it out, tell everybody, promote it, right? Which is really screaming. And I would just tell people like, hey, I got this thing, I got this thing, I got this thing. And I would get people to sign up, but it would plateau. And I'd be like, man, my ideas must be trash. So I'll kill that business and start another one. I'll kill that business and start another one. And I said, bro, slow down. What is the common denominator, right? And I said, well, 
if you only reach in who you got access to, you're not marketing. Like you're not really putting yourself out there in a big way. And so I became curious about marketing because I was like, well, let me study marketing. And that's kind of how I got into it because I couldn't like get more clients and customers beyond my family and friends. And you know, that's kind of one of the common denominators that a lot of people talk about online. Oh my God, my friends and family don't support me. They don't buy from me and, and all of that stuff. But back in the day, I was with them. Like, yeah, why, <laughs> why my friends and family ain't supporting me? And once I realized that, bro, like this is not your target audience. Like I didn't know what the hell the target audience was back then. But like now I know what it means. And so it's evident that my friends and family are not my audience. Does that make sense? Oh, and absolutely. So, I preach that every week here. I'm like, they're not going to make you rich. Your family yes. is not, can never buy enough <laughs> tickets to your event to make you retire, boo. I'm sorry. Exactly. I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so um, I just went on a mission to really understand marketing in its full capacity. And I felt like that was the missing key for my Pandora box. Because once I really mastered that, it, it changed the game for me and also one of the things that really makes me stand out and why a lot of people choose to work with me is because I'm very creative most marketing people um, are creative but when you think about business coaches which are the ones that's like leading the pack every they making everybody look the same and that's kind of how we got started with the whole unclone movement and so that's pretty much how I got into marketing just really having a lot of failed businesses and then I stumbled across really understanding and teaching myself and I locked myself in the house for about two years to really understand marketing and once I took my business online um, I made a hundred thousand dollars in my first six like first 12 months just because I learned marketing nothing else same creativity same big ideas just adding marketing to the plate and it changed the game for me and, and I want my game changed okay let's let's all get our <laughs> game changed today okay yes <laughs> so one of the things that's really cool about your brand is you made over seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars right yes without yes. an expansive team you know you gotta elaborate on that I gotta hear yes all <laughs> You can't, so, just, you can't just drop numbers out there like that and think I'm just going to glaze over them, girl. Tell me how to get my 750. Come so on. So for starters, most people underestimate the power of systems and automation. Like um, whenever someone says, oh, my God, I don't have enough money to hire an assistant or I don't have a, a bigger team. You know, you hear that a lot. I don't have a big enough team. I don't have a big enough team. What they're saying is they don't have access to a lot of skills and resources. And what they're also saying is that I don't have the time to teach someone how to help me grow. That's essentially what they're saying. And so once you master the skill gap, then we move into like the operational piece of it. So how do we get someone from noticing you to making a buying decision right and so because I don't have a big team I had to really uh, put a lot of emphasis on automation so I really kind of went down that path to really master and understand what marketing automation was about I think the most fascinating thing for me was when I created my first automated email like literally I could set it up once someone would give me their name and email and then it would automatically spit out something on the other side and it did it as long as I told people that it existed and so once I understood that I was like oh hell yeah and so <laughs> I started going deeper and deeper and more expansive with it and so when we look at like um you know like my membership and my mastermind all of that stuff is extremely automated and so when people come into my world by the time they get to me they're ready to buy right? And most people don't have systems like that because they're doing a lot of the selling. They're doing a lot of the promotion. They're doing a lot of the begging. They're doing a lot of the explaining. Um, they're not uh, taking their time and being patient with their, with their client. And I feel like that's what automation can do for you. The things that you like sick of repeating, 
put it on autopilot. The things that you, you, you know, the things that your client needs to know before they get to you, automate it. And so for me, that's pretty much how I was able to scale my business with a very small team is strictly off systems and automation. Love it. Okay. So I have to know which email platform do you prefer? I use Kartra for my entire CRM. Like it, uh, oh, so I send you're on my that emails. next level because that's an investment. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, it pays for itself like clockwork. Like, um, you know, I'm happy to say on this podcast today, I did my numbers um at the time of this recording, and I exceeded my goal of 50k. That was my goal uh, for this for month. Mu- oh. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And I literally have one person that works with me, so. <laughs> That's a beautiful thing, you know, but I agree with you. Automation changed my, I started to really put, create systems last year, the last quarter. I read a book that said it for the one time too many. I've heard it a billion times, right? I just, I think I was ready. And I think that's a huge part of it too. So I started to create systems. I have an assistant and I'd had several that just didn't work out. And I realized mm-hmm. it was because I wasn't setting them up to work yes. out, right? Mm-hmm. So I set my butt down. I wrote out every step from A to Z, turn left and right, then go back down the stairs and go back. Whatever it was, I wrote it out and I wrote it again until I could to my four-year-old could read it and understand. What yes. It I love that. But that's right. You know, a lot of people come to me and they say, man, your, your, your assistant, she's freaking awesome. Why is that? I said, because I set her up for success. Like when she came to me, she really just had to follow to-do list. It wasn't, see, a lot of people think when they get an assistant, they're going to come in and just build their business for them. Like that's the role of an executive, the CEO, you, the, the business owner. That is not, that's too much responsibility for somebody who's just supposed to be doing admin work. Absolutely. Um, and so I'm glad that you realized that because that's definitely the secret. Oh man, it's a game changer. Talk about <laughs> Talk about not stressing. And then I also realized I was holding on to things that I needed to let go. I wasn't going to grow unless mm-hmm. I started delegating. Yes. And I think for me, I don't even know. I didn't, I wasn't clear until more recently of what direction I wanted to grow in. To be honest, I think it was a lot of self-sabotage and trying to mm-hmm. figure out what this was. And sometimes when you're in it, and like I told you, I'm a marketer, so I can look at your stuff and somebody else's and I could just girl just do this do that you see yes. what you're missing but when you're in it <laughs> mm-hmm. um sometimes it's not it's very it's not as easy right so for me just trying to take a step back and i really took some time to just figure out what that was and now i have a much better understanding so i'm ready i'm ready to go ahead and implement this and get unclone girl i'm ready to be uncloned. you are already there okay trust me <laughs> the fact that you even get this and you understand the dynamics of what it takes to really market and i think that's why i've put i've i've made this my life work especially for small business owners because i am that person that had a dope idea and don't know, didn't know how to get clients. And I'm like, I cracked the code. Let me tell you, sis, let me tell you how I did it. You know, because that's it. Cause if you have, you are a person that can come up with ideas on demand. Cause that's me. Like most, most creative people can do that. But if you don't know how to monetize those ideas, it's worthless. Like the idea is completely worthless. Oh yeah. So let's talk about these books, right? Yes. When, what was the first one about? Let's just go back. What was the first one about? <laughs> So the first one is about personal branding. Um, It's called, Are You Ready for the Yes? How to Prep Your Personal Brand for Lucrative Opportunities. That book actually came out of frustration. Um, I was meeting a lot of people who was like, man, I want to grow my business to this level. I want people to know me and this, that, and a third. And then when you look them up, it was crickets. I'm like, bro, you don't have nothing to show for yourself. And um, 
I realized that people needed to learn how to brand themselves. And so I wrote a whole book on like the seven pillars of building your personal brain. I, I study celebrities. I study a lot of people in the industry. And I said, what is the common denominator with like all of these different cele- celebrities? And we came up with a, a personal branding framework. And that's what we teach inside the book. Man. Okay. And I asked that because a lot of times we want to write a book. Yes. And <laughs> I'm, I'm trying not to fit in. I know. I know where you're going though. <laughs> friends, right? Yeah. We want to write a book because we think in some instances, people say, you, you do have a book, you can speak more, right? If you do, you do mm-hmm. this, you can do that. Yes. You do need something tangible folks, right? Whether that be um, a book, or a PDF or whatever it may be, but does it bring value? Right. Mm-hmm. Does it bring value and does it have to be big, right? Does it have to be 400 pages? Let's talk about that. You have four bestsellers. About yes. how long are your books? Um, so my first book, I would say it's a traditional size, 30,000 words. Um, and then on Clone Life was 700 words, surprisingly. People get it and be like, oh my God, I read this in an hour. It's seven, 700 words and it's still just as impactful. If anything, a lot of people like that book changed my life. So if I can take the time out to have a book that's literally an hour read and it changed your entire life, what's the difference? You get what I'm saying? So I totally agree with that. All right. So now people are hearing about this. They hear the excitement in our voice. Tell them what Uncloned is and what you do, because I don't think I kind of, I think I kind of grazed over there because I know, <laughs> right? I'm like, girl, no, it's it all talk. good. We had to get it in, but I yeah. know folks don't know. So tell them about what you do. It's all good. So I am a marketing and lunch strategist. Basically what that means is I take your ideas and take them to the marketplace and make them profitable. That's pretty much what I do um, on the day-to-day operational side of it. But Unclone came about and what it means is it means to challenge the norms and be the first to do it first. What I noticed in the marketplace when I was you know, when I study entrepreneurs, they follow trends and they follow people. And so anytime you follow in trends and people, you are prone to do what they do because I hate this saying and everybody like live and die by it. Um, if the will, what does it say? Don't reinvent the wheel. I think the, the wheel needs to be challenged. I think the wheel needs to be innovated. And I don't see a lot of people being okay with that because of this traditional quote of if you see somebody successful, just model them and you be off to the races. You know, it's this big trend in the online marketing world around funnel hacking. And I hate it because you don't know people's intentions. You don't know why they set that funnel up that way. And so you think that because you opted in and went through the sales process that you can replicate that and you're going to have the success and it's moving parts of that. And so also one of the things I noticed with a lot of entrepreneurs, they have lost their um, trust factor and their identity in the market. And it's hard for them to connect with people because they are too busy trying to be other people. And so our movement is about getting back to who you are as an individual and infusing that in your work to be able to create projects that we haven't seen in the marketplace. Hashtag unclone. More brunch and slay after this. If you've listened to this show for any amount of time, then I'm sure you've heard me say a thing or two about meditation and how it utterly changed my life. And in times when things get a little bit stressful, it's always good to know that I can turn back to meditation to kind of get myself back in line. Now, the folks over at Gaim, 
they totally get this and understand, which is why they are giving all of our Brunch and Slay listeners 20% off of meditation cushions. That's right. I've heard it time and time again. I want to do meditation, but it's so uncomfortable to sit on the floor. Guess what? There's a cushion for that. Head on over to Gaiam.com and use the code Brunch and Slay. That's B-R-U-N-C-H-A-N-D-S-L-A-Y to get your cushion today. And now back to Brunch and Slay. No, I think you you nailed it. Obviously, you nailed it. You do your homework, right? So <laughs> I think I think, and I hate to say this, but I get exactly what you're saying about the industry right now and people just kind of manipulating the funnel. I had a sales background, worked in marketing and sales my whole professional career, right? And mm-hmm. when People stop answering their cell phones or their telephones. We had to figure out a way to get in front of them. Then it became email, right? So right. now it's it's not. I, I'm, okay, I'm trying not to offend people. So I know that a lot of brands. I see this all the time when it comes to funneling and emails. It's almost like you just feel like get a big list, and if I throw enough noodles against the wall, some of them will stick. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right, and that is becoming such a bad thing for marketing and it's such a bad thing for small entrepreneurs who really have distinct sounds and voices because I think people are totally turned off by the word webinar now right yes um mm-hmm. and, and and webinars aren't bad it's it's about what are you offering and everything is a bait and switch you know hook them hook them and get them in there is no I think people aren't being transparent that's why the marketing is not effective I think a lot of people are trying to hide behind what it is. So, for instance, if I say I have a free masterclass, which I actually do, um, I'm telling you straight up front in the beginning, I'm going to sell you something. Like, it's not like I'm hiding or I'm going to wait till I'm past my story. You know, like, I'm selling you something. So, you know, I think I think a huge part of marketing today is people are not being transparent. And I think that's, and they're playing like, they, they're acting like people are stupid. And they're not acting as if people understand what's happening to them and i think that's why it's not effective oh i think you're right and i think that we all know people aren't stupid yes this is one of those common sense marketing conversations that we all needed to have right right (laughs) you wouldn't buy it you wouldn't click that email so stop sending it that's why i don't send out a newsletter every week because i don't have something to tell y'all every week i don't want to waste your time i want when you get an email from us it's worth opening because i value your time i value mine and right. I got a I got a daughter I'm trying to tell to stop climbing on stuff. I got work to do. I got all these different things. And I don't want you stealing my time and then wasting mm-hmm. it and then getting upset with me when I unsubscribe, right? So, right. yeah, so that nurture. Now, another thing you have that's really cool with your brand is this very interactive, super chic app. Where'd that come from? So the app came about because I wanted entrepreneurs to have a place to go to embrace marketing like marketing in your pocket on the go you need to learn some cool little marketing strategies here you go i also wanted my own platform because as you know instagram ain't 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 life ain't bay as people be trying to make it mm-hmm. um and a lot of people put too much energy into building other people assets instead of creating assets and so for me it definitely falls into that asset category oh no i agree um that was huge on my list last year to launch a brunch and slay app uh, we have one. I, I don't tell people about it because I'm going to be real with y'all. The first iteration is not what that is. It, it did not. I had delusions of grandeur, right? On a champagne, mm-hmm. on a ripple budget. But 
I get what you're saying. I think that having an extension and a way, I think apps truly are the future. Apps are what websites were when they first came out. So right. brands should embrace them. And the reason I think they're more successful is because of push notifications. People right. are not totally turned off by them yet, right? So they can kind of pick and choose. And you can send multiple push notifications in a day and nobody get annoyed with you for the most part. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Right. So when it, because when it, they're not even going to put you on their, on their phone unless they like you. Yeah. So, exactly. and they got to like you enough to keep hearing from you, but yeah. email is so passive now. It's kind of like getting a flyer at the club. Like, oh, I, I agree. No like, as soon as you come out, right. you get on your windshield trash. <laughs> Right. That's exactly how people treat email. They ain't loyal. They not loyal. Okay. These streets ain't loyal, y'all. They not loyal. Girl. Oh my gosh. So, okay. Now as your brand is evolving and I mean, you just killed the month. We didn't even give that the proper respect. Let's give a, let's just, just go and give a couple of finger snaps for that $50,000 you just shut down. Like, Hey, yes. Okay. (laughs) So what are some more goals for your movement in the next, in this first quarter? Hell, we're not even, we're not even good into the first quarter. What, 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 gonna stump out the rest of this quarter so uh the next big project i'm working on is a three-part uh series it's gonna be either a series or a challenge but it's gonna be called meetings that bank um and i want to teach entrepreneurs how to have meetings again everybody is so anti-client want to talk to people like oh send me an email send me a uh you know it's just and and people ask me all the time man how you making so much money i'm personable i'm reachable people can access me I don't, you know, throw, you know, like I'm so accessible, not in the sense where, you know, my life is tied to clients, but in a sense where people feel valued, like, oh, I'm spending money with you. You answer my calls, you respond to my emails, you're talking to me. And so it's kind of like that customer service gap, right? So I'm working on um, that project. I'm obviously launching another book. Um, And that's pretty much it. I am going to be doing the brand ambassador program. Um, I'm, I finally feel prepared to do one um, so I can expand my brand. But that's pretty much it for the most part. And I'm running this mastermind and that's taking up a lot of my time in a good way. And I'm just in going with the flow. Man, sounds like you got a lot going on in a good way, right? So yeah. I got to know at least three things that you can tell folks. You already gave them one really good nugget. And that's, of course, know who you're talking to. And that's number one, y'all. I don't know how that's like the basics. What are three <laughs> things that someone who's wanting to launch, because I know that's your specialty, um, yes. can do to prepare for a successful launch? Plan. Um, I think it's one of the most skipped parts of the process. And people say, oh, I wrote a plan. No, you came up with an idea. You didn't write a plan. A plan is that detailed piece of, piece of paper or Evernote or Word doc that says step-by-step step what's going to happen. Right. So I would definitely say plan. Um, Number two, beta test. Um, You see it a lot in the tech world, but I teach my clients this process called beta profits where I teach them how to get paid before they create. Um, And I teach them in a way that's ethical. So it's definitely not unethical. Um, And so really testing out your ideas and before you exhaust a lot of capital. I see so many people waste so much money because they never tested it. They just assumed that people wanted it. Um, And the last thing is fulfill. Keep your word. Have great customer service. Um, That's essential to launching because once you get the client, you want to be able to launch again. So you definitely need to service the people who say yes to buying your thing. Hello. All that's awesome. Okay. The plan, I know that's, that's a big one. I know a lot of times we say bullet points. No, I'm with you. I think that's something 
that we could all dive a little bit deeper on when it comes to branding and it comes to our messaging period, not even just with a launch, right? It could be just an event that we're having. Think of every single thing that could go wrong, even a refund, God forbid, right? What, what do we do? Let's not be devastated when that first bad review or if one comes, right? How do yeah, we it's, it's kind of one of those things where um, when you look at the planning piece, right? Planning, I think that's where the creativity and the magic happens. Because you get to ask yourself, what do I want to create? What do I want to make? And you get to be a kid again and imagine. And so I don't understand why that part is skipped. Because to me, that's like where the, where the magic and the juice happen. That's because you're a creative. That's why you like it. <laughs> <laughs> but some of those numbers, people, this is ter- scaring the hell out of them right now. They're like, wait a minute, what do you mean? I'm just good at numbers. You yeah. Yeah. So I get it. That, for you and me, that's our jam. We could roll around in that all day long, right? <laughs> When it comes time to filing taxes, it's a whole nother ball game. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. So this year you got some you got some great ambitious goals for this quarter. What vibes and prayers can we send your way to help you along this journey this year? For me, I want to make I want to be strong enough to help people believe in themselves. Um, because one of the things that I create way over funnels and marketing automation and campaigns is the possibility. If, if people ask me what was the majority of my work on a day-to-day operational day, it's p- making people believe in themselves and showing them what's possible because so many people think that they, you know, they think they going to have something, but they don't believe it, right? So I ask that I'm strengthened through my work to keep on showing people that what they don't, be- you know, what they don't think is possible is possible. Well, amen to that. I'm praying for you, girl. So this Saturday, you can brunch with anybody in the world, dead or alive. Who are you brunching with? Oh, my God. Marcus Limonis. Okay. And why? He is a genius. Like, he's probably one of the most diverse business people I've ever seen um, or met or heard speak. And one thing I love about Marcus Limonis, he don't talk. You see a lot of people who like, oh my God, this person is amazing. This person is awesome. I am really attracted to people who show you that they can work and they, they do less talking and they show you through action. And so I think he does an amazing job of showcasing his, his, his skill set and his expertise as opposed to just saying he's awesome and dope. And so when you were out there, you know, learning and teaching yourself and and really diving deep on your marketing journey, what are some books or some resources that really helped change your life and really gave you a good understanding about how to really navigate the waters? Book Yourself Solid. um, That book is freaking awesome sauce. It really helped me understand marketing in a, you know, marketing for dummies type of way. Um, And I think at that time, it was fascinating because, you know, one of the first chapters in his book, he talks about the red river rope and firing clients. I'm like, bruh, I'm trying to get clients. You out here talking about fire people? (laughs) You got luxuries. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what are you talking about? And and, hey, I be firing folks now, but I I, back then I didn't get it. You know what I mean? Um, And so that book, I think is a great introduction for anybody who wants to jump in. And obviously my book that's coming out in the summer. All right, <laughs> yeah. man. So what area of your life are you currently slaying? My mindset. Ooh, now that's a beast right there. That's yeah, I'm word. like, I'm all, it's, it's, it, this, this year is about my mind. I've mastered money. I've mastered uh, my husband and our, our relationship. I've mastered relationships with my peers and friends. This year is all about my mind and taking myself places that, that still may be challenging for me. 
wait a minute. I thought you might want to know about what's happening next week. The other thing is, is capitalizing off of those type of events, you know, the whole um, Kobe Bryant and Gigi Bryant situation. Like, I understand I if, like, if you're a baker, I think that's great, but don't use other people's misfortunes um, to build income for your business, whether you say that you're going to donate to that cause or not, just don't do it. I think it's extremely distasteful and I think in the immediate sense you'll have some sort of return on that but in the long term you know people are watching and one of the things that I tell most of my clients is that our generation and you're we're socially conscious with who we invest in who we buy from where we eat how you treat your employees say it again girl say it again yes we we care about that so now where can people follow you on this journey and how can they support Uncloned? Um, they can find me on Instagram at Ardria Richmond or they can go, they could just search Ardria Richmond on all social media platforms is Ardria Richmond. Man, Audrey, girl, I could talk to you all day. Seriously. <laughs> Thank you so much for dropping these nuggets and sharing your energy with us today. It's just been phenomenal. Yes, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. Now, as you guys are listening and you're loving this and you want to dial it back and rewind, make sure you share this with somebody who you love, who you know needs their marketing juices stirred, right? Who needs to get that mm, back in their step. And no matter what, I want you to remember, just like Audrea, she got out there and she did it. So if she can, you can, and we all can. Until next time, y'all, this is Brunch and Slaying. Bye.